Sammy. And this is the Holistic Heart Podcast, the place for all things therapy and mental health. We know navigating the human experience can be as challenging as it is beautiful. So we wanted to create a space where we can dive deep into self-exploration, normalize the struggle, and hold space for hard topics and conversations. We are so excited to have you join us on this journey. Welcome to the Holistic Heart Podcast. I'm Sammy, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Kristen. Hi. And today we're going to just have a nice little open conversation about New Year's. We're approaching the end of the year, which I just literally cannot believe still. Well, we're approaching the end of the year now, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be like right, I think like right after the New Year. That's true. We're talking to you. The future. Yeah, we're right? time warp. <laughs> always doing that when we're recording these, but it's weird too. It yeah. like makes it weird. Yeah. Yes. Um. So where you are listening to this right now, I can't believe it's 2023 already. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. I feel like we talk about this all the time, but like, what is time? Like, I can't believe it's already. Like by the time you're listening to this, holidays will be over. That's only right now when we're talking about it. It's not very far away still. Like it's wild. Yes, I know. And I imagine myself like listening to this and it's going to feel like it was like two seconds ago that we yeah. were doing this. <laughs> um, but but it, I don't know. There's always this time of reflection, I think, like collective reflection that happens both at the end of and beginning of the year, since we're kind of in this weird time warp right now as we're recording this and you're listening to this. Um, And it just, I don't know, it has me always like reflecting and looking forward in different ways. Yeah. And I think that it's nice and probably every year we'll do some kind of new year, like addressing the new year kind of episode, because it is that opportunity, although, and we talked about this last year, which I can't believe we talked about anything last year, which is wild to think about too, but we did talk about it last year. There's been like this sort of commercialization or commodification of New Year's and it's become about like physical appearance and wellness and like being better and, you know, all this stuff. And although that feels like an unhealthy extreme, there is a real beauty and a wisdom to honoring cycles and the closings and the beginnings and what it feels like to look ahead to a new chapter and like turn the page on something. And so I think as much as I don't love this sort of commodification aspect and the ways that it's gotten really toxic in my opinion around certain things um, and like being your best self and all this stuff. Um, I do think it can be a really, I think nature gives us that model of honoring closings and beginnings and, and being part of that cyclical nature that is like something's ending, something new's beginning and marking those things with ritual, which is what I think, you know, like goals and stuff where that came from, but it's just sort of gone in a really extreme direction. Yeah. Well, last year we talked about new year, not new you. And like, as I'm hearing you talk about that, the, um, 
the closing and the opening of something where it's like, it's not a new you, it's you, but it's honoring the complexity of that full experience and honoring like the opening of um, potential. And like you said, like setting goals and intentions can be a part of that. It, it just doesn't have to be solely on that. And that to me, a part of intentions and leaning into even our own values is also reflecting on experiences as well. And like, we're saying this because it is something that we collectively talk about at New Year's time or end of year time. But like, this is something that you could do at any point in the year. So maybe you're listening to this and it's not January, maybe it's like June or something. These things can still apply. Totally. And people, we all like are, there's many cycles that we're a part of, right? And so, you know, some people use like the lunar cycle and you know, like the new moon and the full moon for different aspects of their experience, the seasons for different aspects of their experience. So there's so many, you know, like cycles within cycles within cycles. And, you know, there's years and then there's decades and you can look back, you know, there's weeks, there's months. So there's lots of ways that you can sort of uh, have that like energy of the transition from one thing ending and another thing beginning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. One, and when we think about that I think it's like you get to decide for yourself what that can look like like you can determine we operate within this like um, many different collective like what you just were describing like okay there's decades and there's years and there's months and everything but then within your own space there may be like within your own um, familial culture societal culture there are expectations and traditions and things that you may or may not observe but you are just aware of and is there but then also things that you can develop for yourself as well that are more um, unique and maybe sacred to you in a personal sense yeah and I love I love that you use the word sacred because I think that's the opportunity or the invitation around observation of a transition in a cycle right is the invitation to if it feels resonant to you if it feels meaningful to you to do so to make it sacred to intentionalize it to make it intentional and um a lot of a lot of times that could look like some kind of ritual around it or some kind of way of observing like you were saying the transition in some kind of intentional way and I think that is a really beautiful way to approach the new year. If you're listening to this uh, and when it comes out, you know, is that space of how do I, how can I make this sacred? What, what would feel, allow me to feel connected to something bigger that's at play here and bring that bigger picture into my day-to-day life and the, the unseen into the scene and vice versa, right? Yeah, looking at that as an opportunity to lean into. If you don't already, it, it is a great opportunity and opening. I like to think of it as like a portal into this experience that you can create for yourself that can lead to um, something about or that you said earlier, like the opening and closing or the beginning and ending, I think is like a portal sort of represents that. Mm-hmm. And so being able to um, utilize this this time of year, if it resonates with you as a space through which you can step through that portal and to see into like, maybe there's movement, maybe, you know, in, in doing something new, maybe there's stillness in honoring what is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's that combination of like the thing that we harp on all the time of self-awareness. So like knowing yourself and your own 
where you're at and what might be needed for you in this moment and how do you let this transitional period, this step from old to new, work with where you are individually as a person and maybe collectively with your community or with your family or with your friends and thinking about how does this apply, you know, and how can I meet this in a way that honors where I am in this moment and that meets the needs that feel resonant for me now and knowing next year it might look different. One year it might be incredibly reflective and another year it might be very forward moving. There might be a lot of momentum. And so that, you know, there's not one right or wrong way or not something that like needs to be done for everyone every time kind of thing. So it's Mm -hmm. that individualizing it for yourself and knowing yourself or reflecting enough um, with yourself to try to identify what that would be for you in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. That concept of meeting yourself where you are. I had a conversation with someone recently about this around the concept of like new year's resolutions Mm -hmm. and how there's like this, like, either we have to have a resolution. What is it? This expectation that, oh, there's all these changes I have to make or the like antithesis of that, like resolutions are bad. We shouldn't have to do that. And it's like, oh, it can feel like, well, shoot, I'm like coming out behind either way, whatever I choose. And what we're really getting at is honoring what your needs are, being able to turn inwards and meet yourself where you are in whatever moment. Again, obviously we're talking about this through the lens of this new calendar year. Um, And also being able to recognize that you can do this at any point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that there's something really meaningful about inviting yourself to mark the time if it if it feels like relevant for you to do so so the idea that like okay a shift is happening um do I how do I want to meet this shift you know just checking in with yourself and marking it um because those sort of and I talked about ritual if if there's any you know lighting a candle you know writing a list writing a journal entry you know releasing something, whatever it feels like for you, but some type of ritual can be a way that can be one of the ways that we mark some kind of transition, right? And it just, it gives us a physical representation, a seen representation of the unseen, and it connects us with something bigger than ourselves. And that can be a really, a, a really enriching experience in the sense that we feel held by and connected to something bigger than ourselves at the same time. Like, it's like, Ooh, um, my day to day is a part of something much, much bigger. And that can feel like if like a holding of sorts, like, wow, there's a big, you know, happening around me. Um, and, and the day to day is important too. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're creating intentional space and acknowledgement and that's whenever I say honoring I think that can actually be a very abstract kind of um confusing word and I think that I'm glad that we're talking about this because I know that you and I both use it a lot and I think that at least my impression and my experience of using that word is that it's like creating intentional space of acknowledgement to honor and recognize yeah I love those words acknowledge recognize that those are like exactly what we're doing we're just witnessing we're observing we're we're letting ourselves know hey something's happening here right we're making it clear and and intentional so we talked sammy about maybe you know talking about intentions and possibly talking about values um 
I personally think values is a really interesting topic around like an alternative to new year's resolutions. If you're in the camp of like, I'm not into resolutions. Um, I think that values like clarifying your values, identifying your values, or just like leaning into getting curious about your values. Um, those can all be sort of rich practices to lean into around this time of year as well. If mm -hmm. resolutions don't feel resonant at this time. Absolutely. Well, and I think, um, oh, I think I'm at like the three count for absolutely there. Um, <laughs> um, but I also think that it can, and I'm, I'm saying I'm using intention, not through the lens of resolution, but we're, we're like constantly using intention, whether we're like aware of it or not. And it's almost like bringing intentionality to the intention. Cause there's going to be intention behind the things that we do, but to be able to understand maybe where our intentions lie without any conscious shifting of that values, clarification is a really helpful tool in order to do that. And, and like you said before, all of this is just like this journey of expanding your own self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, for the people who maybe are like not in the camp of resolutions, it can feel like you were saying when you talk to your client about it, it can feel like a missed opportunity for something of like, I don't really resonate with like new year, new me or setting all these resolutions, but I do feel like there's some new leaf turning over or some new page turning. And and I do want to be intentional about it in some way, but I'm not into like goal setting or achievement focus or that kind of thing doesn't feel right for me right now. And so this sort of, I like value setting or value clarification because it's um, like introspective, right? Like it's turning the attention rather than outward. What do I want to maybe accomplish in a visible way out in the world? it's more of a taking stock of like what's important to me and am I living my life in a way that is aligned with what I've identified as important to me. Absolutely. Well, and for those of you who maybe are not super familiar with what we're talking about, about values clarification, Kristen, do you mind like giving us an example of maybe what that would look like? <laughs> sure. My brain, I laugh because my brain goes in like, 45 different directions at one time. It's like, where can we go with this? <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, and I actually, I'm going to give a literary reference um, first. <laughs> yeah, like, so I read a book called Black Sheep and it's about values and values identification. Um, and I recommend it if you're, if you're curious about your values. And one of the things that that book says that I think of when you ask me that question is, we're already living our values. So values are not something that you need to figure out. They're something that you look back and observe because it's visible in your behavior. So we live our values. So when I say values clarification, I'm gonna look at one of my values, I believe is that my relationships matter a lot in my life. Relationships are important. People that I love are important in my life. So. I would then also look back and say, is my behavior consistent? Do I live that value? Do mm -hmm. I, so when I have the choice between work or family time or the choice between school and family time, am I spending time with the people that matter the most to me? Am I living that value or is my behavior, my life choices showing me that I might have a different value? Maybe mm -hmm. I'm valuing 
you know, uh, education more than my relationships at this moment. Maybe my behavior shows me that, right? Like, and so that's one way to sort of work with clarifying your values, asking yourself, what do I think is important to me? But then also looking back, like, you know, the author of that book, The Black Sheep says, how am I living? And what does that tell me about what I, what matters to me? Because I'm already choosing the things that matter. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I think that that can also be a really great exercise in understanding where maybe you're living in misalignment with your values, where it's like, this is essentially another way of saying what you just said, where it's like, I'm saying one thing and I really feel this, but the way my actions are, the way that I'm living things out, maybe the intention that I'm putting into things is not in alignment with that. Yeah. And I think that also lends itself to not who do I want to be, but who am I? How am I being? Right. Like, and, and sometimes it's about, there's some shifts that need to be made to get in like behavioral shifts that need to be made to get more alignment with how, what I really value. And sometimes it's, I need to get more honest with myself about what I value because I clearly consistently act like this matters. And how do I, you know, reconcile that with myself? Maybe I'm not the kind of person that puts this first. And how do I feel about that? Right. Yep. Yeah. And that's where the, the clarity comes from or the clarification of, and it can be like a process to do that because it's really asking you to be authentic and transparent with yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it can be a little uncomfortable if like, we're like, we're saying if there's some misalignment, if your behavior is not reflective of what you believe to be important to you, then that's an invitation for inquiry, right? And to get curious about what might be happening there. Um, And there might be some discomfort around like, wow, I really thought I acted like, you know, I thought my behavior was consistent with this. But as I look back and observe, maybe it's not as consistent as I would like it to be. And here's, you know, what I can do in order to live more in alignment with that. Mm -hmm. One, like you were saying before too, it's like holding space for other people going through their own journey through values clarification, and then also going through my own. Mm-hmm. I think there can also be this perception of what you think you value, maybe because of external influences that have told you that that's how you should, what you should value and how you should be. But then being able to look at um, the way that you're living, maybe you are living in what like your authentic values are, but it can feel confusing or like you're doing something wrong or something because what the external world or elements of your external world are telling you, it's like there's misalignment, but being able to really have this just like, um, like I said before, transparent relationship and like reflection within yourself to just kind of see. And I, I often think what's really important is to just be like lean into this like we've said with so many other things like with curiosity instead of feeling like oh I know this just like all right like what's this what could I learn from this experience mm-hmm. and yeah. that's hard also ways you're seven on yeah it's hard and it's also a worth worthy endeavor you know it's worth the hard um there's lots of things like that that are hard but really worth it and I think looking at as objectively as you're able, because, you know, we're looking through a subjective lens at ourselves. So there's not, you're not going to be able to be absolutely objective, but there are some ways to sort of maybe get more objective about it rather than thinking back like, oh, how do I think I spend my time? You know, it could be like, 
what do I do in a day? Like <laughs> realistically, like this week, what did I do every day this week? What did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, what did it every single day look like? What were the things that filled those days? And what does that tell me about what I'm valuing right now? Yeah. That I think it was in the book. I don't think I came up with that myself. I feel like that, <laughs> that, that feels like maybe one of the things that the author uh, recommended doing to, to look at. And I think it's, it's valuable because like you're saying, Sammy, like we have a lot of pressure or external expectations, like societal norms, right? Like, so we might even unconsciously respond to our own question with a sort of socially acceptable answer, right? Like as opposed to the authentic truth for ourselves and that there's so much value in getting to know where you really are, regardless of where it lands on the societal expectation spectrum, because you might need to be there. It might be part of your unique path to not be where, you know, the bell curve of society would be. And that is okay and really valuable even. And so how do we get brave enough to let ourselves be different than the norm, if that's the case? Absolutely. Well, and and we need to be able to understand where we are. Yeah. Yeah. In order to go anywhere, even if it's like you just want to stay and stand in your power, or maybe, um, maybe there are new intentions that you want to set for yourself, or you just just want to be able to deepen your awareness of where they are and where you are in space and time right now. I always think about it as, and I'm sorry if I've shared this on the podcast, because I feel like I say this a lot, um, but like if you're putting um, like a location into the GPS, it's not going to be able to get you anywhere if you don't have like, like a starting location. And so how often are we trying to feel a certain way or be a certain way or go somewhere, which is great. And we can find lots of information around that. But if we don't understand and aren't able to like meet ourselves, even generally around where we are, it's really challenging to move forward. And sometimes moving forward, is it's just like standing where you are. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to do that if you're not sure where that is. And it's a process. I love that illustration, like that example of like the GPS is such a good image because it's like, yeah, we need to know the starting point. That is part of how we determine the route. And I think what you're saying, what I'm hearing and what you're saying, so correct me if I'm misperceiving it, it's like, it might be a route to another destination, like, oh, I'm here and I'd really like to be elsewhere. Or it might be a route to deepening your acceptance of where you are it might be I'm here and I need to I want to deepen into how I'm okay with the fact that I'm here and how I'd be more strongly in my power here rather than like feeling like the destination is somewhere else right yep and I'm, I'm saying this generally but also for the sake of the conversation today when we talked about the two examples of like if you're wanting to make resolutions or if you're not wanting to like that this can apply for like all kind of variations of that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think values like clarifying your values, identifying your values can be helpful for either one too, right? Like if you are setting resolutions, then knowing where you are, like Sammy said, and where you might want to be absolutely is a guidepost for any resolutions that you might set. And if you're not wanting to set resolutions, then just having that contemplative reflection on where am I and am I am I where I want to be in relation to these things that are important to me 
can be both of those things can be really beneficial Mm -hmm. absolutely love it (laughs) but I think that I think that's where I would leave off for this one is like identifying values thinking you know inviting you if you're listening to spend some time with yourself and thinking about what your values are or observing your behavior and what that might tell you and being willing to be honest with yourself. Like I would say, if I were to take stock, uh, I spend a lot of time at working or doing schoolwork a lot of time. (laughs) So, so that's clearly a value of mine. Right. And I might want to be the kind of person that spends all my time giving back or all my time pouring into my relationships, but that's not how I spend my time. So what does that tell me about who I am? And does it mean that I want to be doing something different? Or does it mean that there's more for me to honor about my particular orientation and why I'm driven to these specific areas, right? And so I think I give you that as just a concrete example. I don't know, Sammy, if you have any that feel uh, relevant. Well, what was coming up for me when you said that is something that we haven't totally touched on. So I want to, before we go, um, the concept that like, this isn't like a one-time thing. It's a, you are evolving. So your values now are, I'm going to say absolutely going to be different in a year from now and 10 years from now. So that this is like a continuous clarifying journey, that this isn't just a one-time thing that you continue to do that. And that those are the check-ins where it's like, oh, am I operating outside of alignment from where I want to be? Am I kind of like my focus has been really drawn here? Or is my focus really being drawn here because my values are shifting? Mm-hmm. And you can honor that experience. I've absolutely had that experience many times. And, and I think it's being able to understand that. Um, I know for me in my own uh, like relationship with movement, that comes up a lot where it's like, oh, I really value it and everything. And then I'll take a look and be like, how much did I really intentionally move my body this past week? And, you know, in in like a mindful movement kind of way. And then recognize, is this a story that I'm telling myself? Because it's such a big part of my life. And not that it's, you know, not still a value of mine, but maybe my value is shifting. Or am I not prioritizing a value that is really important to me that I need to do more of? Right. And only you respectively can answer that question right so like that's why we have these times with ourselves to really get honest because only you know if it's avoidance if it's you know if it's a shift if it's but even that intentionality around just taking stock and asking the question it might seem like well if it's if it doesn't sort of matter either way then why take the time and do the thing but the knowing okay, it softens something. It's like, all right, my values are shifting or it, it reaffirms something. You know what? This is actually really important to me and I haven't been acting like it. So I need to get back on behaviorally in line with that, you know? And, and so I think this intentional check-in is so incredibly important because it's so easy. And that's, again, the invitation of these transitional periods is to take stock, to check in because it's so easy for one day to run into the next and one day to run into weeks and weeks to run into months and time to go by without intentional acknowledgement, without giving yourself the opportunity to, to reassert your path if you're on where you want to be or to shift if you're not. And so this gives you that opportunity to, to travel with intention. Absolutely. Yep. So, yeah. good. so traveling into 2023 with intention, 
I had to literally think about what year. <laughs> like, I don't know if you could hear me like pausing. I'm like 2023. 20, yes. <laughs> the next year from where we are right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I was putting I, a date on something for 2021 the other day and I'm like, oh, it's almost not even the year after that. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> We're a little behind. It's fine. Time is, it's a concept. So <laughs> Well, happy 2023 to everyone listening. We hope you had a, a restorative holiday season uh, and that your new year brings you beautiful, beautiful blessings. Absolutely. We'll see you or we'll we'll connect with you. I always say see you at the end of this. We will literally not see you, but we will connect with you during our next episode. Yes, we will do that. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.